All right. There you go. Oh, man, I completely forgot how to start this. Hello. What, what do I say? We're off to a great start. I know. I, like, I'm this is all staying just... in. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> hello, and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter, and with me, as always, is... It's always me, Matt. It's always Matt. Um, it's always Matt until in Philadelphia. What? Always <laughs> in Philadelphia. Oh, I, I get don't it. like that show. So I have never seen that show. I don't uh, think it's. I don't think it's that great. <laughs> I I think I've tried watching. Maybe I don't. I don't even know that I've tried even watching it. But like I've seen, I have. I've seen clips of it, and I don't know. Like I think it, it just kind of gives off that vibe where it's just like. I've heard enough people talking about it that I've probably gotten the high points. Um, it's I, this generation's Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Compared right. heavily to Seinfeld, and I think Makes the original sense. title was like Jerks or something like that. But mm. I've I've seen a season or two, and it's like, nah, it's not my thing. Yeah, well, fair enough. I, I I just I think it's just that style of humor that it seems to be, and like the style of humor that Seinfeld is. Like I just don't get into those shows. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's always Matt in Philadelphia. Um, so anyway, what have you been up to? Well, let it's been me like see. a month, I guess. Uh, well, up to four episodes of Picard now. Yeah, I need to actually watch that. <laughs> I figured you hadn't seen it. Yet. No, I, I haven't. Um, no, I haven't been watching like any TV for the last like month. Just, I think, uh, just my class, my writing class wrapping up. Uh, so there's that, but no, uh, I, I am making plans though to, to watch some things while I walk on the treadmill in the morning. So I've been doing better or doing a decent job of that at least. So, um, but yeah, what, what are you thinking about Picard? It's good. (laughs) It's good. It's, uh, it's better than the last two seasons and he didn't watch the second season. Wow. Uh, better than the last two. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. I huh. think this is in better hands. Um, is Ooh. it season eight of TNG? Yes and no. Hmm. Uh, okay. I don't know how to feel. There's things I really like about it. There's things that I don't really like about it. Yeah. Uh, I can honestly say it feels like uh, it feels like everyone's written properly. Like Picard feels like Picard. He sounds like Picard. Hmm. That, yeah, and, well, and that was I know your biggest uh, concern or like problem with the, at least the first season, which first I do and agree with. Second, where everything okay. was like euphemisms and shit. Yeah, and where every it was like, uh, like instead of just like, oh, you two were friends, and instead of going, yes, it was like long sprawling paragraphs of like poetry. Yeah, and it was just terrible, and uh, it, it it's really nice to see. Like, so far in four episodes, let me think. Picard, Riker, Crusher, Troy, and Worf have shown up. Okay. Hmm. So far. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the children of Jordi LaForge has shown up. Oh, interesting. And it feels really nice to see Mm -hmm. these characters again. The guy who's running the show seems like he knows Star Trek. Who is running? I'm trying to find the showrunner right now. Uh, Uh, Oh, Terry Metalis? Yeah, he doesn't. He's got some stuff that's not great, but then he's got some other stuff. Is I he was the showrunner for the Twelve Monkeys cartoon. 
There was a 12 monkey, like based on the. Oh, movie? not cartoon, uh, TV show. Oh, okay. And that was based on the movie, I presume? Uh, yes. Huh. I didn't yeah, know about this. Was, there's... Uh, he was the showrunner for it. Wow, there's a, at least three seasons, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, it was on sci-fi, which is kind of baffling. Uh, he was huh. for, he did MacGyver, but it and it mm-hmm. was which lasted a little bit. Uh, he did work on Star Trek in the uh, uh, he worked on Voyager and Enterprise back in yeah. the day. Yeah, and, yes, yeah. Hmm. Terra Nova. He did write some comics for IDW. Uh, oh, he wrote Hive for uh, IDW for Star Trek Next Generation comic. I've read that. Oh, okay. I, I thought that was all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like his I've seen interviews with him where he said that he always felt there should have been one more TNG movie. Yeah. And so this does feel like a like a a, a new movie. And Mm. I have some criticisms with it, but some of the stuff is better than others. There's a lot of callbacks. There are so yeah. many callbacks, and that was, I mean, something that, like, the other people behind the last couple seasons, they didn't want to do a lot of callbacks. If they did them, they were, like, from the movies, and that's it. Yeah, it seemed like they were ignoring a lot of the show. They were, and yeah. this is not, um, hmm. this is also, like, the first, okay, it's not serialized. It is just a long thing, but it felt like we just okay. finished up a movie, the first four episodes, and okay, okay. I have criticism for this. People have very much welcomed it. Uh, it was pretty much, uh, it was Star Trek motion picture, Wrath of Khan, and Search for Spock. Okay. A lot of it is those three movies. And what? What do you mean? Sorry. Violence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the TNG's version of those first three movies. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, I was a bit annoyed by that. Like, they even used music from... The, uh, <laughs> Interesting. Yep, and they uh, they used music from TNG as well and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but I can at least say that characters feel more proper. Seven that's of good. Nine feels more like, like Voyager Seven of Nine. Yeah, that's good. She was a strange character in that first season. At least. So emotional, and she's terribly emotional in the second one. And she still mm-hmm. is emotional in this. But she should have emotions because she's it, fixed, yeah. I guess. But it yeah. just feels like missing a chunk of her life because she wasn't – she was developing her emotions in Voyager by the end, but yeah, even yeah. so. So uh, – huh. but yeah, characters feel – like most of the cast from Picard season one and two are not coming back. They're not in this season. It is very hmm. much – TNG cast. That's interesting because uh, I mean, by the end of the first season, I didn't mind most of the p- characters mm-hmm. um, from the first, yeah, from that first season. Like I wasn't a big fan of the Doctor Lady. That was kind of a bad guy, sort of, not really. Yeah. Um, and then the other lady, uh, Rafi. Yeah, like I ended, I actually ended up she's really in liking this, her. But she's That's got her own story going yeah. on. I don't think they know what to do with her. They really don't. Yeah. Like she's kind of poorly handled. She's one of like she. I, I some people have said she's the worst Starfleet officer. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I would she, go I mean, that far. Her emotions get too much of her, and that was a big theme in TNG where they didn't let their emotions get better of them because they were trained. Yeah. To not let their emotions get the better of them during yeah. dire situations. And you have her just screaming and cussing and bawling in every episode. Yeah. And doing stuff that Picard says not to do. And I'm like, uh, and I'm just like, oh, this is, 
this is terrible. But I, yeah. I, I it's four episodes in out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm being very positive with it. Like I kind of watch it and then I go, I'm not sure how to feel about this just yet. I need to think <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, I'll do my best to watch it and then we can do, uh, yeah, a review episode when it's over. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the biggest criticism I have for this, and I talked to our old friend Travis about it because he's watching mm-hmm. it. The biggest criticism I have for this, and it's the criticism I have with modern Star Trek, mm-hmm. is the sets of the starships where okay. ever the only lighting is literally off of like consoles interesting it's so dark okay weird. it looks like they're living in a in a 24-hour red alert yeah that's weird and i hate that like it <laughs> makes no sense kind of dark moody on yeah. their ship on yeah. the bridge that's it's 10 times that where Which, it's so dark and i'm i've uh, literally said to travis multiple times i'm like i i'm digging this but god damn it someone turn a light on yeah, I mean that was like uh, Next Generation. It was very bright on the bridge. I feel yeah. Uh, I mean original was yeah. too. Yeah. I mean yeah, Space and that's Nine, how it looked like. Yeah. Duty yeah. uh, Space Nine was a bit more theatrical looking stuff, but it was still it's even TV lighting. But even then, I think back on the Abrams movies mm-hmm. where they were bright, was brightly lit. Yeah, that was kind of the thing about that one too, because like everything was just very well lit in that. Which, yeah, a little probably too lit. Like everything looked like yeah. everything looked like an Apple store in that. Yeah, but, yeah. Which I mean, the design of that those movies I don't think were very good. No, as I far as Star so Trek, either. it didn't feel like Star Trek. But yeah, especially since they had barcode scanners on the bridge, like puzzles <laughs> everywhere. But yeah. uh, no, that's a big criticism I have for it is that everything is so darkly lit, and it's. Huh. It get, it annoys me because it's like I can't see what anything is happening true yeah. like really because it's so dark. But that's the theme. I, I know Strange New Worlds, the Pike show that's going on. That's yeah. not lit like that. It is okay. trying to capture the original. Um, yeah. And it looks great in my opinion. I really like that. I just <laughs> really wish everything wasn't so dark. And yeah. I guess I've I've heard people say, well, it's probably like that because everything is so metallic looking. Sure. That yeah, pretty I... much lighting will reflect it all. And it's like, well, then just don't do that. Remember when TNG had fucking carpet all over the ground? Yeah. The well, yeah, just do a better set or get better. You know, get find somebody who knows how to do lighting with metallic, you know? Yeah. Like, but it, yeah, that's not a does, great excuse. <laughs> it does feel like uh, the people behind the first couple seasons they're still mm-hmm. credited as producers, but it feels like that that name is just there because they're affiliated with Star Trek. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like they have any involvement. And yeah. the guy who's running it knows Star Trek. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. The biggest thing also is just I'm glad this is it, because even though Picard is talking like Picard, it's as I've said, like a broken record. He's he's so old now. Yeah, doesn't like if this was three years ago when Picard kicked off, I might be a little more excited. But when you get to that 80s age, you just start rapidly aging. Yeah, no, I feel like every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, just and the thing is, is I've seen him in interviews and stuff, and he is starting to sound a little worse. But even a few years ago, sounded like he was very vocal and things. And Mm -hmm. then him and Doctor Strange, where he didn't sound so elderly but in this yeah. he is like is he just 
acting that way. Yeah, I I, I kind of feel like I feel like he probably is. I feel like in the first season he seemed a little like extra old too, but yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, he's like 85 now or something like that. So yeah. I'm glad this is the final season and it does feel like it's going off. It's going out with a bang, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the starship in it, they're mm-hmm. they're actually uh, most this whole the first four episodes takes place on the Titan A, okay. which is Riker's ship okay. mm-hmm. that he had when he left the Enterprise and became a captain. Okay, and so he's he not the captain. He's not the okay. captain of it. They t- they commandeer it because I I'm gonna spoil a little bit. Uh, Seven of Nine is the commander of the ship. Oh, okay, and so. They call a favoring because they need to go find somebody. Mm. And so they kind of do a little bit of a uh, like they steal the ship, quote unquote, to go somewhere and sure. everything. But so the she, Titan is what? is she working for uh, Starfleet? She, she's a commander of Starfleet now in the span of oh. like a year, which I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever, <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I guess she's a five word. So whatever. She's like most intelligent person in, in Starfleet. So whatever. Mm. Yeah. OK. And uh, but. Uh, the starship that they're the Titan. Mm-hmm. It's a re, it's a refitted like current era. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh fuck, what's it called? Uh, hold on, I gotta look it up. Um, uh, it's a Constitution class. What is that? That sounds familiar. The original Enterprise. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Huh. Yeah, it's it's a ref, it's a refitted constellation class, and uh, let me see. Sorry, I'm gonna try and send you a picture of it. Oh, sure. It it looks awesome. Yeah. Huh? Like it, it, yep. Yeah, there we go. Okay. There it goes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty retro. I mean, it basically is just that yeah. exact same ship. <laughs> it is. It is, except for like the bottom piece and the uh, nacelles and stuff. But yeah, yeah the nacelles are updated for sure. Yeah, and the bomb, but yeah, the 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 saucer is very much a Constitution class. Yeah, it looks pretty, yeah. and then the the saucer is, yep, yep. I it's see. got that design and stuff, so you kind of see. What that's pretty going cool. Yeah, that's nice that they kind of went back to that because I didn't really care for where they were going with the ships. Uh, well, the Enterprise F is going to be showing up in this, and it kind of just looks like an uglier version of the Enterprise E. Oh gosh, it is. I just looked it up. I hate that, like. The oblong shape, or like the Voyager style, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It is what it is. It's fine, I guess, but it's not. Yeah. It is, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, very though. much is kind of like the E in a way, but yeah, it's also, yeah, the bottom section does kind of have a Voyager-y look. Well, just the the oval shape of the of the top, which I guess it's oval in the wrong direction because the Enterprise D was oval, but it was oval the other way. Um... But yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I think I know in the credits, I didn't see this, but a friend of mine did. In the mm. credits of Picard in the first episode, they showed the designs of the Voyager A. Interesting. And yeah, and it looks kind of like the Voyager. That's a neat little thing. Uh, Seven has a golden model of the Voyager in her uh, quarters. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a nice little thing. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I am hesitant with this show, but I do think it's looking pretty neat uh so far i've found myself 
quite interested with it. I think I, I know the last episode I watched. Jonathan Frakes directed it. Uh, he did the last two, so he did two, uh, three, and four. It looks like. Okay. Yeah, Which, and he did a good job. Jonathan Frakes is a, he's good, a good director. director. I mean, he yeah. does a lot of. I didn't think he did a lot, but he does a lot of direction with TV and stuff like that. Yeah. Still. Which I yeah I didn't realize I guess how much he did either. But yeah, you, uh, you told me to listen to his interview. Oh. On, uh, Inside uh, you, uh, inside, inside of yeah. you, uh, with Michael, Michael uh, Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, and that good was podcast. That was good. I've I'd never oh, yeah. interviewed with him before. He's fantastic. Like I told you, like, he he says uh, he says the f word a lot. He does cause a lot, but like <laughs> it was interesting, yeah, just to hear him talking about directing and everything, and then just his remark about uh, Picard too is that he said in his mind it felt just as big as um, the movie uh, uh, First Contact. Yes, Which I thought was an interesting comment. And I mean, it made me feel a lot better about the show, just if he was feeling that good about it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's very interesting to hear them talk about how Patrick Stewart is a lot older now and they pretty much shoot his stuff in the morning. Yeah. And to get him out. Ready. So he's not he's not worn out, but he wants to stay on sets and things like that. Still, yeah. he wants to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, Michael Rosenbaum asked him about uh, about him and just like you know is he just doing it to do it and he's just like no he loves acting like he's doing it because he loves this work and i thought that was really that was really nice to hear just that patrick stewart just loves it that much and is able to keep doing it Mm -hmm. um that's just that's just really nice just because he is such a good actor i'm glad that it's working out for him i think it would have been nicer to get this show maybe 10 years ago i 100 percent agree (laughs) yeah i feel like it would have been nicer i know that they this might be a watershed event because they've talked about maybe doing more legacy character shows, which hmm. Travis, and I have, Travis and I have talked about where it's like, it feels like it's inevitable that someday we might get Star Trek Cisco. Yeah. Which I, would I, like Avery I Brooks like is, Cisco. He's not retired. He's very much, uh, he's like a, um, a professor at a college. Oh, okay. Yeah. At, like university. But he said he's been, if they ask him and he likes what their ideas are, he'd be more than happy to come back. Yeah, I I still think he's one of the better captains. Uh, oh, Cisco's great. They 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 didn't make him a like a a stump because like yeah, I said, he's like in Starfleet in this era. That's it's Gene Roddenberry's godless utopia where everyone is mm-hmm. that is is quote unquote like evolved to be yeah. better humans, and they threw that shit out with Cisco in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and well, gave him an actual character like conflict. Yeah, well, he has personality. He has, yeah, conflict. Like, he hates Picard. Yeah, he's very despiteful of Picard. But by the end of the the two-parter, he's a little yeah. more welcoming of Picard and things like because the Enterprise has to come back and things. But mm-hmm. he's got good reasons to, like, have some yeah. animosity toward Picard. And that's something that does come up a little bit in this season. And Interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's depressing because Picard <laughs> is very much, like, haunted by his yeah. time with Borg. And yeah, yeah, yeah. When people like call him out for what he did at Wolf Free Thrive Nine, he doesn't. It's not that he's defending it. It's not that he's arguing it and saying that he it wasn't his fault. Yeah, he's just defeated when yeah. people bring it up because he has such guilt toward that whole event. Yeah, and that makes so sense. It's actually, too. really kind of neat that he's not just like you listen here, you fucking idiot. I was brainwashed by them. No, he's just yeah. Like, he's just listening to the getting like berated for it and he yeah. just looks sad mm-hmm. and i like that mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. so no I, I i recommend picard i look forward to when you're able yeah. to watch it 
Yeah, for sure. Well, the problem with watching Picard right now, too, is also we have Mandalorian. Uh, I have so many shows that are going on <laughs> it's right like, now. Why, why do they all start at the same time? I don't know. Yeah, because there's two, there's two Star Wars shows going on. There's this Picard really? show. I have um, a couple shows also that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's like one after another because some yeah. of them have been released in bulk. I was glad that I was on vacation this week because I got the oh, one of them. Yeah. But then the rest are weekly. Yeah. And so it's like, OK, let me think. Can I subscribe to this service? Uh, there's four episodes left, so I'll have this for a month then wrap it up and cancel. Yep, I can yep, do that. Yeah. And, and well, I can because uh, I got Paramount Plus not to watch Picard, but to watch another show. Yeah, uh, because they released like six episodes and I don't know when the, the final set will be out. So it's like, well, I'll do this. And then, you know what? I can get up in the morning and I can watch Picard before going to work and stuff. Yeah, because uh, that's what I do with Mandalorian. I wake up at four in the morning to watch it. Yeah, um, release day. That was on my list, too, which was the Mandalorian. There's yeah. been two episodes out so far. I, yeah. OK. Um, And how's that going? It just. I know nothing about it right now. I'm trying to it's think if I've really, even seen any spoilers. I don't really, think I have. Uh, That's good. Yeah, don't watch any trailers or anything for it. Just jump in. It's really good. It takes place two years after Book of Boba Fett. So. Oh, interesting. Yes. Oh, That's God, a, lot. Yeah, That's a time like, jump. Uh, well, apparently there was a two-year jump uh, between Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, yeah. too. So I was just going to say, wasn't that a two-year years. jump? Yeah. So, yeah, this is four years after he gets the Darksaber. Yeah, because people uh, are pissy because they refuse to believe that Grogu was being trained with Luke for two years. And I'm like, it's fine. That makes it's been sense. three years since we've seen these characters in their own show almost. So I'm OK. Yeah, with it. that's a good point. <laughs> but no, I, I don't want to ruin anything for it for you. It oh, I think the only really- thing I saw was that guy who does the deep fakes where he, where he's like watching the shows as, um, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon. Oh, I haven't Jin. seen any of his, he, he hasn't shown up in my algorithm. Oh, lately. I saw one where it showed, I think Grogu was like spinning in the chair yeah. using the force to push himself. And, uh, it was like a comment of this, like they didn't teach that trick since, uh, the young pad ones back in the, who would have been the last ones to learn that? And then they look back like in the kitchen or something. And there's Anakin like doing the same thing. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to look up what that guy's been doing. But yeah, no, I, I yeah. advise staying away from social media with it. No, it's yeah. It's Which really, I, really good. good. That's um, good. Okay. I'll I, just like that. The Last of Us finishes up tomorrow night. So oh, I'll be, yeah. Yeah, that's already wow. almost over. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean I'll probably watch it someday. It's I, good. Just it's having played really the game, good. I don't I just I really don't want to dive back into that world right now. <laughs> like it's, I just yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I need to like I need to go like on vacation to Hawaii or something, you know, get like the most positive vibes possible before doing that again. <laughs> I'm just really surprised that the first season is the first game beginning to end. Yeah, that is. They interesting. didn't sprawl this out. And Which they, is probably for the best, I guess. I like, guess they it, were probably not knowing if they was going to get a second season. Yeah, I mean, it's so. really hit and miss with with video like video game things. Honestly, I didn't expect it to take off. I really didn't think it was going to be popular. I kind of was wondering if it would. I've been watching it, and I do like it, but Mm. I was kind of shocked by it, and I was also just shocked that it's like, wow, this is actually going to be the entire first game. And then they announced a second season, and I'm going, Mm. I hope it's not the game. I guess they'll adapt the second (laughs) game, which, boy, that's a rough one. That's a polarizing game. And and, 
it, mm. I, I got to believe it's probably going to be like a Game of Thrones style where it's not going to come back for like two to three years. Yeah, or even if it deviates from the game, it's probably fine. Like, the deviations I mean, kinda... are pretty good. They have changed some things. I'm okay. a little annoyed with the guy who created it all, Neil Druckmann, because yeah. I think he's kind of full of himself. <laughs> and I've said before that I think kind of the Last of Us fandom is a little culty. And yeah. uh, but that's also the creator of it, where he made this show with another guy. Mm-hmm. He had to put in the voice actors for the cast of the game. And okay. yeah, like Troy Baker, uh, mm-hmm. the girl who Ashley Johnson, yeah. uh, the voice actor who plays the brother, all these characters, they, these actors that did yeah. the voices, they're in the show. That's kind of nice, I guess. It's kind of nice, but I'm a little annoyed by him saying, uh, like, oh, Troy's character is extremely important. Oh, so-and-so's character is really important. And I watch it, and I'm like, no, they weren't. Mm. No, they weren't. They were like cameos. Yeah. Characters remotely. Not a single one of these people who has shown up that have appeared as another character in this is an important person in this show. Yeah. Mm. I just think it's so weird. But, I mean... I guess it's a good thing that he is extremely involved. He's written some, he's written a lot of the episodes. He's directed a couple Hmm. or one or two. And so it's keeping close to his vision. So as a creator of something, Mm -hmm. yeah, it it probably is kind of nice because we've, we've talked about it before with writers and stuff like that, where, you know, when someone buys the rights for their book or something and adapts it and the writer is just appalled, uh, Stephen King, yeah. uh, (laughs) <laughs> and, and then but then again you see also stephen king also gets involved with other stuff that's a well, kind of shit the stuff yeah the stuff that he's even been involved with is like i don't know if it's that great either way <laughs> yes but yeah. i i think like a lot of the changes that they did and there aren't that many it's mostly like we're going to give this character more time yeah well and like it sounds like what they did with what epi- the famous episode three or it was i think it was with the the guy uh, uh oh with bill Bill, yeah, like it's oh, like a pretty good best job episode, that. best yeah. episode of the whole fucking show. And Bill's dead in the current era. The entire yeah. episode flashback, which and is very interesting. And yeah. his husband or lover, Frank. Yeah. And it was so good. Like which, I was falling. Yeah. Which in the game, like a lot of that is alluded to. But yeah, it's but he's not dead. To, and I think you have to find a note that kind of confirms some other yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just well, and he has. Uh, we survived in this town, and in the game, you find their find Frank dead hanging from a a, a ceiling because he got bit, and he yeah. want he, he he pretty much told Bill, "I'm out of here" and stuff like that. And so, yeah. hmm. and it it's I mean, and so I think it's is the creator of this kind of saying. Mm-hmm. Here's things that I personally didn't feel like I could convey properly, so now I'm getting the second chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Which is, is really fun. Nice. Yeah, uh, I mean, Neil Gaiman did that with uh, Neverwhere. It was like oh, a book. Okay. Uh, so it was originally written as a TV show for the BBC a long time ago. Uh, and I think it was like the first TV show he ever wrote. Oh, but okay. it, so it was about like, I think they asked him, like, Hey, can you make a TV show about homeless people? And he's like, I can make that really cool. And so he kind of, <laughs> did. he kind of did like, he basically made it seem like there was like this underground world, like fantasy world that like, oh. like that kind of homeless people were a part of, but I think just the people who were a part of it came off as homeless more like, um, but there was just like a ton of stuff with the show that like he wanted to do it a certain way and they were just like, no, we can't do that. Or like th- they couldn't get the rights to something or they couldn't get a location that he wanted. Okay. So then he just wrote the book 
Uh, and, and so the book is actually his vision for that story, but it was oh. originally written as a TV show, which I thought was really interesting. And I'm sure he may have had some, I'm sure he's probably taken some personal liberties with uh, the Sandman show that he was involved with, with Netflix. Yeah, I need to watch that too. I, I, I've never been appealed by Sandman. Uh, the comic so, is interesting. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, and I remember it when I was a kid, I remember yeah. seeing issues of it at, uh, uh regal video and oh, really they had comics there i don't remember that. they did have comics there and uh i wish i, I knew that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, they had I a, wish i had more money as a kid i guess is what i mean they had a revolving rack and everything it wasn't mm. around long but yeah. i do remember it but i remember mm. looking at it and just yeah. kind of not like it looked creepy and i also read wizard magazine back then yeah yeah and so the artwork was in my youthful opinion very ugly looking Oh yeah, no, it was. It, it yeah, it was very dirty artwork. Yeah. Yeah, and so it kind of just that kind of stuck with me even as an adult sure. now of just being like, I never really liked the artwork. It's kind of like people have yeah. said you should read Preacher, and yeah. I think the artwork is so hideous that yeah, yeah, it's never been something that I've ever wanted to pick up and read. But hmm. um, yeah, no, I I I love the Mandalorian. I'm so happy it's back. And yeah, I'm so I am too. I'm surprised. I'm I'm mad that I've missed two episodes already. It's it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly say jump. Well, yeah, I, I I mean, if I had to recommend one for you to watch beforehand, I would probably recommend, even though uh, Picard's at four episodes and it's ten long. Uh, wow, Mandalorian's probably going to end around the same time, but yeah. uh, two episodes and it's eight long, so uh, it's eight episodes long. Um, I would honestly recommend probably watching Mandalorian before Picard, mainly for entertainment purposes. Yeah, well, I'll, so I think I'll, it'll be more entertaining to watch that. I think I'll start with Mandalorian, but ideally I'll be able to catch up on both of them, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And um, I've been like watching. I, I don't talk about this often anymore on the podcast. So nobody wants to hear it, but I got Paramount to watch uh, a Transformers cartoon. <laughs> That's fine. It's on I Paramount. I don't care. No, it, it's don't like, I, I don't talk about it too much because, I mean, it sounds like I love everything that's Transformers, and I don't. Yeah. Uh, but this show is really good. Uh-huh. It's on, it's a Nickelodeon show, and so it's on Paramount. It's called Earthspark, and okay. it is probably one of the best cartoons I've ever watched. And not because, well, it's one of the best Transformer cartoons. It's not my favorite by any margin, yeah. but... Uh, I really like this because of its setting and it's a CGI show, Mm. but it's doing things really different. Did you send a trailer for this to me? I don't think I did. And, uh, but it's really good because it's like, it's, it's about this family called the Maltos and parents are veterans of the transformer war that fought on earth. Mm. And, yeah, it's this family with two kids, and the kids are the best fucking thing ever. The daughter is like, my heart melts. Oh, yeah. I saw, I think I did see a trailer for this. It looked pretty good. It's really good. And yeah. I, uh, it takes place after the war. Okay. And pretty much the Transformers are all stranded on Earth. Oh, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like they, they, they came here 30 years ago, and the war ended 15 years ago. And okay. midway through the war, Megatron switched sides. Mm. and decide hmm. that it would be best to like he wants the war to he wanted the war to end to save everybody yeah and yeah the mom she's a veteran of the war and her teammate was megatron oh 
and it's I think I've mentioned the show a little bit on here because I brought up that Alan. T- oh, I did. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. Early, we've at least talked Alan about it because, yeah, Alan Tudyk is Optimus Prime. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is it's really good, but it's also really depressing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a sad show because <laughs> it's like the premise is, is that new Transformers are being born on Earth and this family is like adopting them. And oh. they're called Terrans, but okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the Autobots and Megatron are part of a Earth alliance called Ghost, and their pretty much goal is to build relationships with humanity, but also to uh, uh, also capture rogue Decepticons. Mm. And the Decepticons are just sad. Like most, mm. the, most of the ones we've seen, there are bad, bad ones. Yeah, but the other ones, they're just hiding because mm. they want, and they want to be left alone. Yeah. And so they're getting captured, and that's a plot point with Megatron, that he doesn't agree with locking up his people. And so it gets really sad. Like, the Beast Wars character Tarantula shows up. Huh. And, yeah, and he's hiding in a graveyard trying to build a physical hologram avatar just so he can live among humans because he wants to be hit. He just wants to be left alone. And That's That's a really interesting take. On yeah, the, on, and, basically, it's a take on war and just yeah, how it and affects that, even the bad guys. Yeah, wow. Yeah, very heavily. <laughs> were like uh, Bumblebee's closest friend was a Decepticon called Breakdown, and they yeah. and Bumblebee's in hiding. He's not supposed to be known that he's around, but hmm. uh, his buddy had, they go to drag they go they do drag races together and stuff like that. Hmm. And so it's it's a very unique portrayal of like yeah these got like you wow. like, there are some that are really bad but then there's others who just are just hiding because they don't want to be locked up they just want to be yeah. left by themselves so yeah pretty good and yeah it gets kind of it does get fairly sad and, hmm. and uh like i think it's, yeah the last episode they put out the family goes to philadelphia where they're from mm-hmm. and there's graffiti everywhere that says transformers go home Mm. shit like that and the, and these new these new transformers that were born on earth they're upset and confused yeah because yeah. They don't understand why people would hate them right and they do some pretty good topics of discussion um there's one that was born he doesn't take an alt mode he he nothing feels right to him so mm. he, he's just a dude who just doesn't have a he can't transform he, he's just a nothing, robot nothing speaks to him yeah. and mm. introduce another character who's a uh, transformer who's non-binary that mm. goes by they them pronouns mm-hmm. and very well handled and mm-hmm. doesn't mm. understand why just prefers they them and then he meets sure. a, a female character who is actually non-binary and she explains to him what her her orientation is Interesting. and mm. character nightshade just feels that that speaks to them yeah yeah mm. so it, it's done really well people can bitch all they want about modern culture and stuff like that but i think stuff like that's handled really well granted yeah. well i mean granted it kind of doesn't make sense with robots considering robots are all ones and zeros but hey, whatever whatever yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's touching <laughs> on event, current topics and things which i appreciate but i i like the show a lot like really? uh, i i'm not buying the toys or anything and they're releasing it in chunks, so I think it's up to 18 episodes. But I think it's a really good kids show. It does. And it sounds really interesting. My, Just the, yeah, the topics is dealing with it's nuts. Yeah, and oh. my favorite character, my favorite human, is the daughter in it. She's the cutest yeah. little thing ever. She's got like she. I don't know how old she is, like six or eight or something like that. But she's a mm-hmm. tiny little thing, and she's got big eyes. She's got like a an afro that's like combed to the sides, and mm-hmm. she braces with big teeth. 
and giant like Disney eyes and it's the cutest little kid I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she is pretty cute. Yeah, it's adorable. I like the show a lot, hmm. but I've been watching that too, but it's over. So uh, I'll, I'll be canceling that Paramount subscription because I have a rule where uh, I, I'll allow myself to have three subscription services. Yeah, uh, I have two that are every month, which is YouTube Premium and Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And then I, I give myself a, a liberty with a third. Yeah. And it's a good rule. <laughs> I was using it for uh, Xbox Game Pass. Oh, sure. But, huh. but uh, I forgot to cancel that. So I need uh, to do that. Yeah. But then I also subscribe to Paramount, not Re- mm-hmm. like that. But then on vacation, I also because I wanted to watch this Earthspark show because it, it, they released the giant chunk last Friday mm-hmm. and so I watched that Friday afternoon. And I'm like, oh, I guess I could watch some Picard, too. Sure. Uh, but then I also subscribed to Crunchyroll for a month. What is that? Like, it's the anime uh, streaming service. Oh, OK. Like Funimation. Uh, yeah. Only because my guilty pleasure, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, came back. <laughs> And so yeah. I okay that my 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 high school girl anime that I've brought up before that I, I that I'm a hundred percent guilty pleasure watching but I just love it to death mm-hmm. like, best shows I've ever seen <laughs> the best uh, comics I've ever read too I just love it I feel like I'm 14 again watching <laughs> yeah that's that, that's good. Yeah, it, it's, it's fine. weird, but I, I like it. And they're releasing it in Japanese, and then uh, they're releasing dubbed version a week later. So hmm. I was like, oh, I guess in you know six months or nine months, I can watch the English version. Because I don't mind watching uh, subtitles and shit. Oh, sure. But then sure. I, was, I just stumbled across English version of the new episodes. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I texted a buddy of mine who's a weeb, and he goes, oh, yeah, dude, that's a thing they're doing with animes now. Like, they're they're dubbing them as they're coming out. So that's not, I mean, that's that's a, that's nice. Yeah, it was very unusual. I didn't I wasn't expecting that, but I think I had it on autoplay and so it mm. just like I think I was drawing one after uh over the weekend and all of a sudden an English version of the newest episode of the first episode of the season kicked in. And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what? This is already in English?" And my buddy was like, "Oh yeah, dude, they're like a week or two behind and they're just dubbing them as they're coming out, so mm. it's easier that way." And I'm like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah, makes but, sense. Uh, the last thing, I mean, I had two other things really, which were uh, I beat Link's uh, Zelda: Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. Nice. Yep. I, I I played through it finally. I got through the game. I love the Switch version, but I wanted to play the original. I never have, yeah. and so I did. And a lot harder than. Well, both of them have their own difficulties. They've they changed some things with the Switch mm. to um, make things difficult. Mm. But the Game Boy version, because I never had a Game Boy growing up. And yeah. mm-hmm. so having Switch Online, I get to play some of these games that I never did. And I beat Zelda Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. That's fun. I think I like the Switch version more, but that was fun. But it's yeah. also a bit frustrating because the Game Boy only had two buttons. That, so yeah, that is interesting. You have that to constantly be... switch weapons all yeah. the time. Oh, that would suck. It is difficult. If you want to run, you got to switch. But you got to switch uh, items. Yeah, if you want to put your, the, yep. the big one is uh, picking up stones and stuff. You have yeah. to. You have to put the uh, the the gauntlet on to do it. Uh, yeah, that's annoying. To jump, you've got to put on the feather. So that's that's a bit frustrating with the switch version. I know you uh, rented. You rented yeah. from the library. Some yeah. of that stuff's just built in with the switch version. Running. 
Uh, yeah, well, like, it's just, like, uh, some of them, are, yeah, they're just, like, uh, once you get it, it's equipped, and you can't, like, unequip it, really. Yeah, the only natural one is jumping. Like, you still have to put attach that one, but yeah. everything else, all the natural stuff, running, cli- uh, picking up, yep. Uh, yep. stuff like that, that's all built in. Uh, no, swimming's not, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, that stuff's built in, so it's not that bad. So that threw me off, and it was mm. kind of frustrating because I still couldn't adapt very well to doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I really liked playing that game again. Like, yeah, kind of I get to that. Play it again, especially like the original version of it. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I, uh, what I played the, oh, the, I don't know if it was the original Zelda or if it was a different like game. But, like, I could never get into it on the Nintendo or, like, when it was, um... I couldn't. I can't stand those Nintendo... That Nintendo... Like, the first version, which is Nintendo, where there's, like... Yeah. It just feels like there's no plot and you're just running around, like, shooting your sword beam at things. Like, Link yeah. to the Past for the Super Nintendo, that has always been one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, maybe I need to start on that one or something. But, like, I just... The gameplay, like, it just, it just was too difficult. But then, like... Yep. When it, being redone for the Switch, like it doesn't seem all that that much different, but it's just like it's just 3D now, and it just yeah. feels it just feels a lot more natural to play. I guess. Yes, I yeah. agree. And I have, I yeah, like I'm trying to just going through some of the library. Like I, I, uh, what is it? They have Zelda: The Minish Cap for Game Boy Advance on the Switch too. Okay. That game is kind of hard and a bit huh. kind of grueling in some places, but it, I'm having fun. I'm playing that one right now and. I had a Game Boy Advance. Like, I remember when you got the Game Boy Advance, you had the original. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, you had I, the original one. I had an SP and stuff. So I played the Game Boy Advance a lot when I was in high school and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I only had probably less than 10 games for it because, you oh, know, you're 40 bucks games. and you're 16. So yeah. I had two games and like one was like a weird Tetris game. And mm-hmm. I think I had Pokemon. Yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I played a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh games and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, they're never going to put any of that stuff on Switch. They're just going to put uh, like Nintendo properties on it. Um, yeah. And I also have 64, but I never liked the Nintendo 64. So I really yeah. see myself firing up. And there's also the Sega Genesis, but mm-hmm. eh, I'm not going to play the Sega Genesis very much. Yeah, what's on, what is there on the Genesis? <laughs> like Sonic? Sonic 2. Um there's yeah. a bunch of games, but none of them really seem appealing. So yeah. I don't know. Game Boy, huh. the Game Boy Advance only has like six games on it. Yeah, right? I don't feel release. like the Advance had that many games though. Like, I mean, it lasted a long time. It was like an eight-year-old thing. I had quite really? a few. Like they re-released huh. a lot of stuff. They put they put all like uh, they put Link to the Past on there, which I played that on right. there. The second okay. I found that out, they put mm-hmm. a bunch of Zelda games on there. They did all the Mario games on there and stuff. But I remember very sure. much. They did a gimmick with the Game Boy Advance where they put cartoon episodes on cartridges. <laughs> That's yep, funny. that was a thing. So um, the last thing that I really had was I didn't really know much about this, but did you know, have you have you heard about YouTube's new restrictions? No. They'll demonetize you for cursing. Okay, I thought they already did that. They announced it a few months ago. Okay. But they've been implementing it. But the thing mm. is, is if your if your video gets age restricted, they just don't tell you. Oh. Yeah, they don't tell you why. And you so can't like, monetize if it's age restricted. No, age restriction means no money. That's that doesn't make any sense because you're that, not allowed to advertise to kids anyway. Yep. <laughs> I the only reason I found out about this is because I watch Red Letter Media 
and yeah. they have been censoring their profanity. Oh, and yeah, they made a comment in another video that, like, they said, sorry, they made a joke about saying YouTube won't, uh, YouTube strikes us if we use cursing. And so I looked it up a little bit, and uh, it was pretty much if YouTube picks up profanity in, like, the first couple minutes, mm-hmm. they will age restrict your video. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. And, uh, and so Red Litter Media, they did uh, their Star Trek Picard sit down for the last couple episodes and they censored the whole thing. Like, it's not even that they're trying not to curse. They're just doing just, their they're just talking normally, but they're going in and censoring it. Oh, man, but that's and annoying. Some fan. Yeah, well, they used all Star Trek sound effects, too. Oh, that's is, awesome, actually. <laughs> it was kind of weird, like the door, like the turbo lift opening was a censor. <laughs> And that's a phaser funny. noise was a sensor or sure. uh, a comms, like a, a computer console beeping. Yeah, is a that'd be a good but, sensor noise. Yeah. Well, people were complaining about it that I saw on Reddit and they oh, put yeah. out a statement that said, well, our our videos are getting all age restricted and we don't know why. Yeah. So we're just trying to do some things different to find out what's going to what's causing this and what's not, because YouTube isn't working with us on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, they should get like a Patreon or something. And I mean, they just... have one of the biggest Patreons. Okay, well then, just have videos on there where there's no yeah, release them un, unedited. Yeah, like maybe they do, sense. and people just are bitching who don't subscribe to them on Patreon. Yeah, um, I'm not sure because I know uh, I follow a couple YouTube channels that have Patreons, and they do mm-hmm. reaction videos. And as much mm-hmm. as I don't like reaction videos, I have two that I actually do like because I like mm-hmm. the individuals, I like their char- their personalities. Yeah, and they have to cut their videos all up because they're watching full blown movies. And they'll get yeah. Flat. So they flat out say, if you want to watch the full sit down, just join our Patreon and things like that. Yeah, that makes sense for that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe Red Letter Media does do that, but sure. the people complain. Like I said, the people complaining are the people who are only watching it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I personally don't mind it because I understand because these websites are just kind of in in, in some ways, in my opinion, getting out of hand. Which, like wait, someone wait. who who tries who likes to stream on Facebook, mm-hmm. and the second it picks up a like a recognizable song, my stream is shut down. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's the same on on uh, YouTube where if you have a song playing, mm. they'll they'll instantly strip uh, demonetize your video. Yeah. And it's like, man, this is so terrible. How the hell are people uploading like full episodes of shows and getting away with it? But I think it's probably because those people aren't monetizing their stuff. Sure. But it's very annoying. Like if, if you and I sung a song and recorded and put it on YouTube, it would get flagged. It would recognize the lyrics. Oh, uh, that's not that's dumb. Yeah, it, <laughs> it'll recognize the rhythm and the lyrics. Yeah. Hmm. That's too and bad. So that's a bit annoying. I think it's just a little annoying. And I think some of these are just kind of getting out of hand. I've made the joke to people like saying that, like, YouTube's uh uh, monetization uh, bots are the Sentinels from uh, the Matrix. <laughs> Little stupid monsters with the anta- with the radar dishes that just pick up everything and instantly attack something. Yeah, no, they are. <laughs> that makes but, sense. Yeah, I I don't like it. I I think it's fine. I understand why people are censoring their stuff and things like that. But I think it's kind of stupid because it's YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> it's not television. It's really not. But it feels like YouTube's trying to be television. Yeah, they. I mean, they that. Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense. I mean, my kids watch it like it's television, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's options. There is YouTube for kids and stuff like that. Yeah, which but 
It's horrible. Stuff for kids on YouTube is the worst. Oh, I agree. I've seen some of those terrible things. I've seen, I think some of the most baffling stuff is like little kids playing with like Barbie dolls and it's got 20 million views. The worst is when it's like adults playing with Barbie dolls and and it's making like, skits. Yeah, like they're making up like TV, like a. Uh, I've seen some. My kids were like watching um um like Paw Patrol toys. Like they're making their own like episode of the Paw Patrol using the toys. I'm just like, why don't we just go watch the Paw Patrol? Oh, we go watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't even good. I don't even know. What the- <laughs> like, I've seen a couple of those. They're real bad. Oh, uh, but like I don't know, like. Or they're mixing toy. Like, I think they were mixing. Oh, like, I've seen uh, those. PJ Mask and Paw Patrol. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, like, people, like, using, like, the Barbie dolls that are, like, Disney characters. And they're all, like, just. Oh, a- uh, my daughter loves this one. That's uh, Anya and Elsia. The, the daughters of Anna and Elsa. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she just loves weird. it. It is. I mean, it's not like they're nothing bad is happening. It's just like just poorly written. Oh, yeah, they're poorly done. You know, they're probably also like, yeah, and it's so weird. But, yeah, they have like 90 million views. Yeah, like, like, I hope you're making money off of this because you're totally putting in some effort probably, or putting no effort in. But they're taking advantage. Well, of then there's that child, yeah. daughter's age group and just yeah, kids are just glued to them. Or there's this one uh, called Sweat Kids TV, and it's this guy and his two kids, and they just like like he'll do workouts for kids, like so it's just yeah. like do jumping, like but he he actually it's interesting because he'll take like um like there's like a Minecraft episode, so then like he does a bunch he pretends that like they got sucked into the Minecraft game, and so now they have to like do a bunch of tasks to get back out. Oh okay. And, and all the tasks just happen to be jumping jacks or like du- like doing squat thrusts but like um you know there's a skeleton shooting arrows at you so you're jumping up and down to avoid the arrows and so he's actually putting an effort in like editing together like a bunch of complicated stuff from like different things and Mm -hmm. it's getting your kid to do work you know to work out that's great but it's also kind of i mean it's also (laughs) poorly written but it's just like it doesn't really matter i guess i mean because doing something i mean look look what we do with kids that are younger than vivi but when kids are toddlers we talk to them like babies yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like sure. So, <laughs> it's it's very. I get it. I it's mean, just, it's funny just that that whole like just all of that that exists. <laughs> it's yes, just funny to me. Um, well, that's that's all I have. I know I talked sure. a bunch about, but I know yeah. you didn't have too much to go off of. So I just yeah. wrote a list of stuff that I've been talking, sure. uh, thinking about, and things. Do you have anything really to? Um, no, not really. I it's been. It's been kind of a rough couple of weeks for me. Um, my writing class is finally over. So today I spent a little bit of time uh, kind of putting together a plan and, and stuff for writing. I organized some of my, uh, my – I have like two short stories that are, I have written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I got some notes on those from my class. I'm going to try to rewrite those and send those into different places to try to get them published. And Okay. I bought – um what is it amazon unlimited so it's kind of like their netflix or whatever Um, because there's two magazines that like i want to submit to and so i kind of want to get a feel for like what they have um it's interesting because they're pretty much the only two sci like big sci-fi like magazines to send short stories into and they've been around for decades it seems like 
Uh, it's called Asimov's Sci-Fi, um, and then Analog. Um, okay. But yeah, they're still in print, but it's like sixty bucks for six issues. Um, so I was just like, yeah, what yeah, spend? Ten I mean, bucks an issue. I mean, I think that's pretty comparable to magazines nowadays. Like yeah, well, these are thick. Ninety-nine. So yeah, and they're well, science fiction are... magazines, so they're like full of stories and stuff like that's that. That's all this is. Is it's about it's short story, sci-fi short stories. I mean, and I get it too, because like it's if you get a story in there, it's a pretty big payout. Like it's a couple thousand dollars. Oh, okay. I think it depends. It's uh, it's like eight cents a word. I think. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I have to do the math. I might be thinking of something else, but um, but so it's a it's a decent payout. They've won a ton of awards. If you get in that magazine, like it's kind of a big deal, I think. Um, but then also, you know, they're the the editors like they get. I can't imagine the amount of short stories they get submitted to you know to that magazine that they have to sit there and read through. You have to pay those people for their work. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that it's as expensive as it is. But the thing is, is I could pay ten dollars a month. And get both of those magazines for free. I mean, whatever. Like as part of the subscription through Amazon Unlimited, plus mm-hmm. all the other magazines and some books and podcasts okay. and audiobooks that they have on there as well. So it didn't seem like that bad of a deal to me. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward. I I uh, actually went to Half Price Books the other day and bought a handful of old copies of it that some that they had. Um, but no, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of I'm kind of happy my class is over. To be honest, I don't know that it was quite worth what it was, um, okay. but it, it was fine because um, I got a lot of really good feedback. But I think like I could also just hire an editor for cheaper, probably, and get the same feedback. Okay. Uh, um, Possibly. No. What? Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, but I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of just excited that the class is over because I, I, you know, I, I, I got what I wanted out of it. Uh, it was 10 weeks long. And now I'm just get like ready to focus on writing. Um, it, was it just to learn, or did you get like a certificate of completion or something? Like um, I think I could get a certificate, but I I don't know that it. I, that was the thing. Really I didn't know if that was like the end game where you can no. actually show proof that you've you've taken uh, something to like prove that like hey I'm 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 I describe myself as a writer. I have sure. uh, these stories and here is like proof that i have taken courses to show that i i think i know what i'm doing or you yeah. understand what i'm doing by that yeah so like, like i, I mean that's what you get like you get like a little like something to show like not a degree i guess but a certificate I, uh, would be the right term yeah yeah um and i think i i can get like credit which i don't know if that goes towards any like class like if i you know if it would apply towards college or anything which i'm not going to obviously but um no no i just took the class just to have the education on it i guess because like um because i i haven't taken a writing class since i guess at dmac um or high school and you know that was quite a while ago um and just you know even that though like you were learning we were learning more just like sentence structure part you know how to write it uh, you know, um, how to write more of like papers to, you know, try to convince somebody to do something, you know, we weren't really, yeah. really writing stories like this. And so like, I, I, I enjoyed it because like I learned about, um, story structure. I learned about, um, like voice and like just kind of paying attention to how you're writing your sentences so that, you know, you, you're portraying the narrator in a certain way or the character focusing on like, the characters' voices and and a bunch of different things and um and I just I mostly I just I, I wanted to make sure I had this base I guess um mm-hmm. 
just because like I learn better through structure like that and like but the thing and that's where I'm a little frustrated because it's just like it was an expensive class I I pretty much used all of my Christmas money like it was more or less all I asked for and I think I saved up a little bit of money too um and it was just like I just felt like it was all information I could have gotten for free just on the internet and so I'm trying to remind myself like yeah but you got I got it quickly condensed into this class and I you know and then I you know who knows how long it would have taken me to have learned all this you know, reading blogs or buying books or what. So I think it was good. Um, and I got a real lot of really good feedback on the stories that I wrote, which was also a really big point. So I'm just excited. I'm excited to have time now where I'm not doing the classwork and I'm actually focusing on writing. And, and I just, I feel like, um, like, I feel like I had like two really good stories that could get published. And so I'm just very excited about the potential of being published. Okay. Uh, and if not else, like I'm pretty confident I can get at least one short story written a month. And so then by the end of the year, I should have enough short stories that I could polish up and just do possibly do a Kickstarter of just, you know, a book of short stories. Yeah. Um, just to even just get something published, even just by myself and have proof that I can do it. Um, and then next year, my goal is to kind of focus more on writing one book. Um, so we'll see i don't know i'm excited just to kind of be kind of at a point where i can move forward now with my writing um and not have to do the homework i think that was one of the things that was just really like uh, the last couple of months was like i do my homework and it just it didn't feel like anything i was accomplishing anything which is just really strange because I, obviously i was because i was learning but it's just like but i don't have you know a story <laughs> like i have like i have proof that i learned a concept and that's it but yeah but which is good. But anyway, I'm just excited to be moving on. Other than that, um, I don't there's know. Nothing, you know, I was thinking like there's nothing oh. wrong with like creating a story and then doing like a team up with uh, another writer that you can find and they yeah. can translate it more in like someone with more experience or background. Yeah, that can well, translate and, it more into a broader story. And that is kind of what I'm doing with Anthony Harry with the story that I'm writing with him. Um, but because he has published at least a handful of uh, comics and two books, I believe, uh, that he self-published. Um, and he's just he's a very I didn't good know writer. if you were wanting to talk about this, actually. So I had. To oh, no, 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 it's fine. It's what fine. I was saying while I was saying it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fine. I, I mean, I don't have to dive into it too much. And, and I don't think he's I don't think he cares if I talk that it exists. Um, but. It's nice because he, yeah, he kind of polishes up my work. Like I'll write something, I give him my chapter, and he, uh, he always takes it like, I feel like he understands what I'm trying to say, and then he says it better, <laughs> just because yeah. like he, just because he's been writing for so much longer than I have. Um, and so, and I think that it's it's definitely been nice though, what the last year or two that I've been writing with him, just because of that. And so, I, I'm I'm it's just been it's it's definitely been a nice experience um just he and i have both been really busy the last couple years i mean just this has been kind of a back burner thing that we've been doing and um and so it's taking a really long time to write but it's just a very it's a very interesting and fun process for sure and and it's definitely gotten me thinking like yeah with a couple of my stories just like reaching out to some some other people you know if i think a story lends well towards a certain person like reaching out and just saying like hey do you want to like yeah collaborate on this even um or even like some one of my stories i just feel like i know a, i know somebody that like the art their art style would lend well to it 
And so I was just like, one thinking about even just asking him to write, you know, illustrate a couple of scenes or something would be interesting too. Yeah. Like make like an old some old book or something. Um, it makes me want to write a zombie book just so you can illustrate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the problem with those is it depends on what kind of way you want to write it. Like, yeah, funny ones are fun, but like then if you get like super serious, they get so depressing and dark. The zombie stories. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I want to write a dark. Well, one. I like I'm, I'm wanting to do like a fun. I'm trying to do them both with mine, but yeah, yeah. I want to make a fun children's book of it, and I. I at least feel a little better knowing that, like, I've looked at some zombie children's books and I'm like, OK, OK, these are way harsher than what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't he, agree with some of this, but it is what yeah. it is. Well, and seeing some of the illustrations that you've been doing and like putting online, um, like you're, you're keeping it pretty light, which I think I is have good. To, I want yeah. to. I want everyone. I think a lot about um, about what kids would want. And mm-hmm. I'm. I think a lot about what your children would want to see too, because yeah. I know children don't like scary things. And so yeah. I keep your children very much <laughs> in my mind. Well, I mean, um, and it's working because whenever they see it, they're just like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah. That's like that I, show them. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot about what your son is, what his uh, limits are. And yeah. so I try and keep that stuff very much in my head and I'm using Beckett as very much an example of it yeah. to be like he's probably a good example i think so i mean i don't I, I i think it is very helpful to think of like okay would beckett thinks this is scary yeah i don't which, think so it's which, funny the things that he thinks are scary <laughs> yeah i mean i get it i mean i i'm not criticizing him for no 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 I, I know. Of like nighttime and stuff like that i yeah i have the same issues i I, I got over it. Like I, the stuff that yeah. I was scared of as a kid, I'm not scared of anymore. And in fact, I laugh about it, but yeah. I laugh at them, but I can understand being very young and just being like, not wanting to go near certain things. Oh yeah. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I watched, I stayed up late watching a movie on USA, like USA up all night, I think is what the, like they would always show like really crappy old movies. Yeah. And I, we've talked about this, I think, and I, I can't remember the name of the movie. And uh, I think Lee, or you pinpointed what it was, but it was like some like high school something or other. And there's like a toxic waste spill. Oh, toxic Avenger. No, it wasn't toxic Avenger. It, it was toxic like, Avenger. no, it was, cause I love toxic Avenger. No, it was like a B movie. It was horrible. But like, there's oh. just a scene where like these teenagers, like they're out, they're like making out or something somewhere. And then like, by the time they come back, they're all like deformed and mutated from this like toxic waste. Oh, that had to be Lee. I don't even recall. It. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he knew what it was. And I looked it up and he, I think he was right. But, uh, and I don't remember what it was now. Um, but I just, I remember for, I think it was around six years old and I remember or four or five, maybe five, five or six. Um, but like for like a year I hated the color green and specifically like uh like a forest green because that was the color like of the toxic waste on the movie or something yep and even in um we went to Adventureland uh that year and it was like the the plate the, like they had plates out and you like tossed a coin and mm-hmm. if you landed on the plate you won a prize and they, they were really big dinosaurs and so I was so happy and then they handed it to me and it was that shade of green and I just like I don't want this anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know what you're talking about. I've mentioned it on here, I believe. I didn't like the color orange after Ghostbusters because of the painting of Vigo. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I hated it. Oh, uh, Vigo was terrifying. Really scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. The pink ooze didn't bother me, but like him being that like, painting affiliated with just orange. 
Yeah, that painting was terrifying. Yeah, it scared me. I didn't like the color orange I'd, for you. Uh, it it traumatized the, me. Yeah, I went to the theater for that, and I had to leave. My uh, sister and my dad went. I did not yeah. because it looked scary. And I grew up with the first Ghostbusters, but I just was completely terrified. Yeah, well, I get that. <laughs> it's like that with Hook, too. I was terrified to see Hook. I thought Hook looked like the scariest goddamn thing on the planet. Sure. Hook, really? Yeah. Huh. I like, like Peter Pan, character? but I didn't like adult. Like, boy, now look at it nowadays, where everything is, <laughs> every Disney cartoon is getting adapted live action. But yeah. we had Hook thirty years ago. Yeah. Though. Which uh, is a sequel to. Who, who was Hook? Was that Robert De Niro? That was Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, thank you. It was somebody big, yeah. Glenn huh. Close plays a male van, male pirate in that movie. Yes, she does. It's a cameo <laughs> in that, and Bob Hoskins played Shmee. Yep. Oh, man. I love Hook's that good. Movie. Hook's good. I grew up was... with Hook, but I didn't like it when it first came out. It looked scary. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hook, yeah, yeah he, uh, especially Dustin Hoffman playing that character. That's a good actor for that, for what it was. Great job as Hook. Like, I, yeah. I when, it, when I picked it up on video, like on VHS, I watched it all the time. But yeah, I remember mm-hmm. being a kid just being, like, freaked out by it. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, huh. Well, should we wrap it up? Yeah, we should. Sorry, we're kind of trailing off. Um, okay. So, yeah, everyone, go to our website, recordingliverpodcast.com, click on the merch link, buy our merch. Otherwise, I don't know. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening.